The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer. These are the times to try The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer Winter's call. Oh, <laughs> Tears over here talking about penis fish. Of course you would record that. No, it was my test recording. Now we're actually recording. So now we are actually talking about penis fish. Okay, so. look, that's not my fault. <laughs> All right? Someone sent me an article talking about <laughs> 2019, a bunch of penises washed up on the shore of California. I'm sorry. I had to actually check it out to see if that was true or not. Why? This is all I have to ask is why. Because I'm a demented son of a bitch. I had fair, to know. Fair enough. All did right. Did you see the picture of the fish, though? I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. All right. So. Here we are on our next episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tyr. And we're going, let's see, last time we talked about the dangers of conspiracies and believing them without faith or evidence or being given the information outright instead of doing your own research. And we also, one of those, that just to, to recap real quick, one of the things that we were talking about is that a summertime soldier will follow blindly without any proof, and that it can be used against them with um, controlled opposition. Right. And how that can be directed to actually cause more damage than good. And I don't know if everybody probably thought that we were just ragging on Q like nothing else. It just happens to be that Q was the most popular one that we could talk about. Yeah, but they haven't published in so long that it now it's like evolved into like the McAfee and stuff like that. But that was last episode. This episode, you get to jump down the rabbit holes with us. You get to hear about the the conspiracy series that we believe in. You get to hear about things that Odin tells me that keeps me awake at night. That's what you get to hear. Hey, I hey. One of these days, I'm going to have to read my bedtime story that scares the bejesus out of people, but we won't go there quite yet. You probably should wait a little bit before you scare everybody off. Well, okay. All right. So I, I'm going to go first because I have, you know, I live in Florida. So one conspiracy theory that I believe in is that cons scientific consensus is bullshit. And, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. We're talking scientific consensus. You, you've got people that think that a, a clump of cells is life on Mars, but not not a fetus. Yeah. Science doesn't run on consensus. 
Science runs on facts, theories, stuff that you can test. There's two basic types of science. You have historical science and observational science. And if it's observational science, it means that you can recreate it and you can test it. Historical science is stuff that happened in the past that we can't recreate. You know, the, the origins of the universe, that type of stuff. Consensus is crap because consensus is if you want money, you'll say exactly what I want you to say, which is why secondhand smoke is considered a bad thing, even though they did 49 studies, 47 of them proved that there was no evidence of increased disease, but they picked the two that did because they knew that they could make money from it. Okay, so moving on to the actual ones that matter now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I mean, get, uh, I get that it, secondhand smoke argument all the time. Like, I have a son. I don't smoke around him, but people know that I smoke. And the first thing you say, don't you worry about secondhand smoke? No, no, I don't. And here's why. And then I mean, I just come on. The food is going to fucking kill you. I mean, have you seen the chemicals in Agorium Twinkie? Right. So, I mean, the. No, no offense. I'm just going to point something out. Just a little blurb here. He drowns everything he eats in Polynesian sauce. That cannot be healthy. <laughs> it's, it, look, it's, it's Chick-fil-A Polynesian sauce, so therefore it is blessed by God. Just saying. So it's holy shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Conspiracy theories that we actually can think of. Be first, be first, be first. Okay. This one is... Uh, uh, La Palma. The La Palma volcano that is currently going off. Hell yeah, I'm going straight there. Don't give me that much. <laughs> well, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the last eruption was in 1971. In 1991, a group of scientists went out and found this weird-ass crack and realized that every time an earthquake happened, it shifted just a little bit farther apart. So they did all these scientific calculations and came to realize that there's a possibility that all of that rock on that side of that mountain, half of the island, could fall into the ocean. So what happens when you drop a giant-ass rock into water? It creates ooh, really ooh, big ooh, waves. pick me. Oh, okay. damn Sorry, it. I said it. I, I'm on a roll. What can I say? Okay, okay. But I was going to say, you you drop your fat ass in a bathtub and watch all the water slosh to the other side. Right? So, <laughs> so it sits here and they hypothesized, and it had to be a hypothesis because you can't test it. People on the East Coast would be really upset. But they found out that it would create a giant mega tsunami that within seven to nine hours, it would send waves that had the potential to reach 300 meters, most most are much smaller than that, like 50 meters. But it's still 150 feet high, give or take. Slamming into the East Coast, destroying everything on the East Coast of the United States within the first 10 to 20 miles, maybe up to 50, depending on the height and the geography. We're talking total destruction. All of Southern Florida would be gone because the highest point in Southern Florida is like 25 feet above sea level. Well, just as an aside or a tangent here, I don't know if a lot of people understand that you won't really see the tsunami until it gets close to shore. Right. <laughs> At that point, you're already too late. Right. Uh, I was reading when, when we were talking about this earlier, I started reading an article about the tsunami in, in Japan. Now, that thing was devastating, and it wasn't even a, a fraction of the size of what this one would be. And the people were saying, oh, it's it, it's not a tsunami. It's not a tsunami. It's not a tsunami. And so all the water went out of the bay and everyone went, oh, we might have fucked up. 
Right. And then a wave only like 10, 15 <laughs> feet high just came through and eradicated everything for a mile. But it's going to totally destroy the islands of the La Palma area, right? It's going to send, and and at that point, the waves will be 3,000 meters high. Think, Just think about how big that wave is. It will totally devastate the entire island, right? That wait, entire wait, island wait, wait. chain. Now, uh, wait, wait, hold Africa, on a minute, hold on. What? Are, are you telling me that, because it's close off the coast of Spain, right? Off the coast of Africa. Oh, off the coast of Africa. Okay. So, what? Out of curiosity, does anybody know what like the size that uh, of the wave that would go into the Mediterranean or up the uh, the uh, British Channel? Well, the, the way that the geography of La Palma is designed, the way that it would fall, South America would bear the brunt. Well, okay, after La Palma would bear the brunt of the wave because the island itself would cause some of the wave to break up before it got there so england uh england uh that area the north northern europe would only get waves up to like 12 to 24 feet high uh the mediterranean would get you know uh italy uh spain the, yo, so basically, varying. so basically, what it is is it's direct the way that it's aimed. Because I don't think a lot of people understand when that water come or when that mountain, for lack of a better way, the half the island falls into the ocean, it's going to be like a wave. It's like when you got a you ever been in a pool and you had a boogie board and you you push down on it real hard. Right to the side, the waves aren't that big. But right in front of it, the wave is right. And so it's kind of like that. But when you sink that boogie board, right that that giant abscess that it creates fills itself back in and will get the areas around it in other ways, right? Like the initial pop, right? So part of Africa is gone forever, right? And the waves are just going to go out and they're going to hit the United States in seven to nine hours. I don't think that's for, what they meant by blessing the rains in Africa. For, um. <laughs> that's why they're no vampires. Anyhow, so... So they sit here, and seven to nine hours, it hits the East Coast, right? Between seven to nine, nine hours. And from 1991 until this eruption, that was always considered the worst-case scenario and that it was possible. Lo and behold, this volcano finally pops its cork, and it is a unique and it becomes more unique the longer it goes on. The media is silent. The so basically what you're saying is that they don't know what the hell is happening. No, they don't. It, it's a totally unique. There, And I'll get into the details of it later. But the media is not talking about it. When they do talk about it, they laugh at the crazy conspiracy theorists who believe in the tsunami. Right? And they discredit us. I find that interesting that nobody talked about it for years, right? There were people who would write articles that said, okay, maybe the wave height won't be that bad, you know, won't be that high, but there'll still be a tsunami. And now if you talk about tsunami, you're laughed. Oh, there's no possible chance. Um, there's a book. It became a movie called World War Z. And they talk about why Israel was prepared for the zombie invasion. And when they interviewed one of the 
the ministers, he said that he was the tenth man, which is the belief that if nine people agree with something, you need a tenth guy that sits here and goes, hey, we need to prepare for this possibility just in case. And the fact that there are earthquake swarms currently happening in La Palma. A what? Earthquake earthquake swarms. Swarm? There are swarm, yeah. Lots of earthquakes happening all across the island, but they're all happening from the same depth. As a matter of fact, earlier today, uh, earlier today, they were talking about how uh, they have a lot of questions that they can't explain, like why all of the earthquakes are happening at about 35 kilometers. They hypothesize that that is where the magma chamber is. But here's the question that they're asking. If there are all these earthquakes happening, is every time an earthquake swarm, an earth, a larger earthquake happens, that it's refilling the chamber and refreshing the eruption? They have openly predicted now. Now they said, oh, it's not going to last very long, you know, beginning of October. They're now predicting that it could last months and months, that we're not anywhere close to the end. <coughs> There are hot spots appearing all over the island, places where the magma is closer to the surface than it was supposed to be. The northern end of the island is starting to lift up in elevation. Okay, wait. I, okay, go ahead. I got, I got a question. Now, I'm not as geological or, or scientific as you are when it comes to this kind of stuff. But you're telling me that that volcano and this particular eruption is like nature's version of the Energizer Bunny. Like it's just refilling, recharging, and going stronger. Yes. Oh, oh, it's it's getting so much stronger that they created a new term. And I love this term. You're not, but I love it, right? There is so much volume of lava coming out, and it is moving so fast when it leaves the mountain. They have a new term. It's called lava tsunami. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so, wait, wait, you're saying that the amount and the speed that it's coming out, they had to rename instead of like a lava wave or a eruption or anything like that, a river. <laughs> They're calling this thing a tsunami oh, of lava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but here's something else that's unique about this one. When it had, when it erupted last week, or I know it's been erupting longer, but last week there were certain new phenomenons. It was actually erupting gravity waves. Yeah. Can we talk about like fuzzy bunnies or something? I don't. No, like no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's my conspiracy. Theory. My conspiracy theory. I'm a prepper. So. So the tsunami is just what I prepare for. It's one of the many things that I prepare for. That's not my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is this. Why would the government, who knows that this is a possibility, not put it on the news? It would, it would distract from a failing economy. It would distract from all of this stuff, right? It would, it would turn away from the mandates and the vaccines and... It would be something that America could watch on TV that would focus their attention. Oh, that's how I can answer that. the heat off of the administration. Why oh, would they ignore it? I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. Because it would be like another 9-11. It would unify America. 
They don't want a unified <laughs> America. A unified America is strong. Nah, maybe. What they want, yeah, what they want is is division plus. I mean, think about this. When when you we've we've already been under what two years of a basic psyop, two years of living under fear, and, and learning to be controlled. We we've seen how many people are complacent, how many people are willing to give up and sacrifice freedom and liberty for a sense of security. What do you think would happen when you have a a natural disaster of that scale? I it wipes out a good chunk of the eastern seaboard of the 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 southern seaboard it just wipes out a whole bunch of area and and then you get to come in offer aid but then you have to relocate these people anybody that survives you have to relocate well because of the relocation guess what you get to do well you get to tell people they have to be vaccinated to be able to move or that everybody has to be vaccinated in those areas you get a reason to put people in camps it's a legitimate excuse oh no mine is more sinister Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go. Come on, come on, Odin, let's go. Mine is more sinister. Mine is that they know that it's coming. They have scientists that are way above my education level that are sitting here and telling them, this is going to happen. You won't be able to save everybody. The mass evacuation of the eastern seaboard for the 50 miles everywhere inland would take months. There would be looting Crime, all of this stuff. So the government will sit here and use those seven to nine hours to remove their best assets out of the area. To remove them, to send them out, to, for the ships to send them out to sea, move the military troops inward. And they will let all of those people die. Hey, they I'll, will I'll let use all a military term. I'll use a military term with you. Acceptable losses. Yeah. Because what it'll do is, in a scale that large, it will allow him to declare national martial law. We're not talking about, there are only certain circumstances which you can declare martial law. We saw what happened in Louisiana during Katrina, where they went and they confiscated guns, where they confiscated property, where they, even people who were not affected by the hurricane, simply because they were in the general vicinity, they took away guns. They took away rights. They put people in camps. Now put it on a national scale. It gives all the loss of 50 million people is all of the justification they need to remove and strip all of your rights. Instantaneous dictator state. All of the people can be put in camps. All of the guns can be confiscated because that would be martial law. I don't like you anymore. I'm sorry. But you're not wrong. I mean, it is a it is a beautiful, beautiful excuse. And it would be, you know, call it a conspiracy theory, call it what you want. But that is, that would be using perfect timing. Exactly. And it would. And it's justifiable. Here. How many people do we know? I mean, look at how many people we've seen just over COVID and a vaccine, even on our own side, that are willing to set aside their rights. Could you imagine what happens when you've got a 50, you know, 50 million people lost? It will be more than that. What will happen is that it will destroy the eastern power grid, which will cause a cascade that will take out power across the entire United States, therefore justifying it. Studies have shown that within six months of a grid-down situation, we're talking permanent grid-down situation, right? Like long, lasting longer than several years, which is what would happen, right? You're looking at a loss of 70% 
of the United States will be dead. Do you remember a few years ago, there was a TV show, and I loved it, and too bad it only lasted, I think, two seasons, but it was called Revolution? Yes. Where the basic premise of it was that, you know, the world lost power. Well, this isn't even, you know, you're talking a cascade, it would fry all the infrastructure, so you have to replace all of that. Now, you look at all the hospitals, all the places that have to have power, Eventually, you're going to run out of fossil fuels to run those if they aren't already blown up and burned out because of the cascade effect. Oh, yes. And then you will welcome in the UN. You'll welcome in aid from China. All of these people, because most of our, most of our manufacturing capabilities have either been sent overseas or they're located on an eastern coast and require electricity to run. Well, if all of the transformers overload and explode, guess what? You ain't making no more transformers because you ain't got no power. Therefore, it would take months to reestablish, clear the lines, you know, block off any side things. You're looking at at months and months and months of putting power on its most basic scale. And the United now, States without power is a bad thing. <laughs> when you think about the fact that our government has done this before, right? Don't even don't even think Biden or Obama. Don't even think Bush or anything. It just think that our government has done this before for something on a small scale. What happens when it's like how many miles is the coastline that would be affected? Like up and down. You're talking on because of the tsunami or the power outage. No, I'm talking just a tsunami. The just the coastline that's affected. You're talking twenty mile between ten and twenty miles inland. Uh, all of the power facilities, nuclear power plants, shipyards. Uh, not uh, not that. Yards. I mean, how far north, how far south? We know all it's going to take it. out Florida. All of it. But does it hit all the way up as far north as New York? Yes. As a matter of fact, it will hit New York first. No big loss. But now, now wait, hold on. There's more to this. Oh, no. If the wave is as, is as serious as they say it will, look at wave propagation. It will go into the Gulf. So now you're taking Texas inf- uh, uh, fuel production. You're talking about the you know the wave will be significantly smaller, but you're still talking ten feet, twenty feet. How far inland in a flat area like Texas can it go? In Japan, it was two miles. So figure scour everything within two miles against Florida, Mexico, and the whole world will be struggling. Everything that's connected to the Atlantic Basin will have a part of their infrastructure destroyed. Well, you've seen the pictures of what happened with the, the tsunami that hit in the Asian seaboard. Yeah. And how far it just it, it looked like someone had just put their hand down and scraped. So you're saying that the entire eastern seaboard, most of the southern seaboard, we talk in Texas where most of our oil refineries are? Louisiana, yeah, all of them. So we don't just cripple our seaboard. We don't just cripple our power grid. We also cripple our oil refineries, our yep. oil, our oil rigs, our oil reserves. Think of the think of the just natural ramifications of all that oil, all that destruction there. The waste spill off. Oh, it gets worse. Think of the pipelines. Look at a map of the oil pipelines within the East Coast. You mean the that ones that got a- hacked? That is that is how they move the majority of their fuel is through pipelines. But you're also looking at all of the shipyards, all of the oil refineries on the coast, everything, all of it, all of it destroyed. 
Nuclear. So it's not power just the plants. initial. It's not just the initial damage from the tsunami itself. The cascade effect for natural resources crippling our our energy infrastructure, crippling our transportation and import export structure on the eastern seaboard. Yep. Everything. Yeah, you're going to need a strong leader and a strong people, and right now we don't have either to recover. It would be the death blow of the United States. It would put them in a FEMA camp situation where it would it would basically give them everything they need. They could sit here and put the unsavorable people to go recover the bodies, concentration work camps to get rid of them, and the disease that will happen. I mean, you're talking about not only do you talk, do you knock out the power, the grid, but you're talking about hygiene, medicine, food. All of it becomes an even greater shortage than it is now. In a best case scenario, the United States would be thriving. They would take the hit. They would have evacuated their people, as many as they could, and then they would go back to building back because that's what America does. Right now, we don't have that. We don't have a strong economy. We don't have a, a united people. We don't have a government that's capable of running damn near anything, much less a major disaster. Think of Katrina, the disaster that you saw in Katrina when the levees sank, came down. Multiply that by about 10,000. And this is bubbling off the coast of Africa right now. And the media doesn't talk about it. Makes you wonder why, right? Not really. Do you know why? Because we've talked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that. It's it's the fact that since when in, in the last ten years alone, since when has the media actually covered anything meaningful? Fair. Anything that could actually anything that would go against their narrative or or call for unity or anything like that, they, it, it's dead silent. If it doesn't fit a specific narrative, they don't care. True. They have ignored. They have ignored stories that could make a difference, and it's not new. It's happened throughout history. You know, we talked about the Ukraine yesterday. We talked about the Ukrainian Holodomor uh, famine that was caused by the Russians when they when they committed genocide, a peaceful, a peacetime act of genocide in 1932 and 1933. Oh, but socialism and communism are just the way to go, my friend. Uh, that, it didn't have anything to do with either one of those ideologies. <laughs> as much as I know, you want to point the figure. Well, no, we're talking um, during that time. It was. Stalin? So Bolshevik. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 wasn't socialism or communism. I know you want to point wait, 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 wait. No, it no, was no, 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 no. I was about to say blind statism, but okay. Okay. Thanks fair. for stealing my thunder. Sorry, sorry. I, I There just, was a reason. I just know you don't <laughs> like socialism and communism, and I want to say I don't agree with those ideologies, but those are not what led to that. That was straight nationalism. Blind. Well, it was blind statism, blind nationalism, and it's that other thing that we talked about, that, that terrifying aspect of blind patriotism. All right, so I gave you my first one. What's yours? Or I got more. I got, I got lots more if you can't think of one. I got, <laughs> I got, I got plenty more. Conspiracy theory. Um, my favorite one is the one that everybody looks at me and says, oh, you have got to be nuts. My favorite one, and, and surprisingly enough, I'm going to pull something that's going to sound very Q-tardish, but it's not. I'm not saying that the UN and everyone else wants to set up a one-world order or a one-world nation. But if you were going to go about doing it, the lockdowns and everything from the coronavirus, the 
fabricated shortages, the fabricated famine, the fear and control. It's it's perfect. It sets up a perfect storm. Yeah. For yeah. for a yeah. one world order. Yeah. And not only that, you also have to remember that that Biden just reinstated that Obama era pact with the UN, basically stating that if the UN <laughs> were to come into the United States for peacekeeping operations, that they could supersede state, local, and federal law, including the Constitution. You're talking martial law, and I'm like, yo, the second you you made that comment earlier that if we actually got hit with this, we would welcome the UN with open arms. I'm like, well, that's terrifying, because that's the next logical step. Yep. I mean, that you know, everybody hears tale about the UN Small Arms Treaty. And, you know, the Paris Accord, which does two things. It disarms Americans and it sits here and it cripples our industrial complex. All of it. All the way across the board. And these are the two main things that Biden wants to focus on. I couldn't, I could not destroy America better than this dude. He's either the luckiest imbecile or a criminal mastermind. I'm going to go with lucky and imbecilic. Uh, not, not criminal mastermind. No, I disagree with you. And here's why. Uh, okay, maybe not him per se, but those. <laughs> and here's why I'm going to disagree with you. Because when you were in high school, to get 100%, you had to know the material. But to get a zero, you also had to know the material and intentionally fuck it up. At this point, well, nothing this dude has done right. He's intentionally <sighs> fucking it up. Someone's intentionally fucking it up one way or the other. I don't think he's smart enough to actually pull that play. And I wouldn't give that to Cameltoe either. But I think the the part that makes it so interesting to me is we shut down the pipeline, right? Yep. Now he's begging for OPEC and the United States and the other oil in the United States to produce more oil to offset the energy crisis. Do you know what's funny about that? If he was that concerned about it, maybe he should talk to all those gas companies that have decided that instead of selling their natural gas that they get from the United States to the United States, that they're going to send it over to England because the price is 350 times higher than it is here. I mean, I hate to say capitalism, but at the same note, I kind of can't blame them. I get it. We're fast. We're no, we're fast. Here's what I mean by that. No, it's, it's not altruistic. Um, and it's kind of sad that, you know, you'd be willing to, to screw your own nation to make a buck. But at the end of the day, at this particular point in our nation's history, he who has the most money has power. When you reach the, those levels of power, money means nothing. Power right, but you're getting mean everything. Well, no, well, yes, but you need that kind of money to get to that level of power. Well, here, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I agree with you, but I'll give you an example of the difference between money and power. Right. Jeff Bezos has more money than Bill Gates right now. Right. Jeff Bezos has the ability to build a rocket ship, fly into outer space, and pretty much do whatever he wants on a whim. Bill Gates, if he lost all of his money right now, would still have more influence than Jeff Bezos. And the reason for it is because he's the second, third largest landowner in the United States of farmland. He has all of these foundations and organizations that deal with vaccines. He literally is asked to speak at medical conferences, though he holds no medical degree whatsoever. He sits here and he can call the president and influence the decision. 
Okay, thank you for going into my second conspiracy theory. And the only reason I get to it is because you took so long on the first one. You ask questions. That's why. <laughs> you just no, have accepted so that the world is doomed. But no, you wanted to find out why. <laughs> well, think about this, though. So you, you're, you're a perfect segue into my second favorite conspiracy theory. How come the man that spearheaded population control, that spearheaded the ideology of, of letting a certain amount of people die for the better good of the planet, <coughs> someone who's not even allowed to go back to Africa for what reason again? It's pushing, it's pushing a vaccine like hard. And I'm like, does nobody question this dude's past at all? The fact that he's been openly caught on video at speeches telling people that population control and using vaccines to achieve vac uh, population control it doesn't raise anybody's worries. I guess you can't really call it a conspiracy theory when we can prove it, but I mean, come on, think about it. Everybody thinks we need to wrap on a tinfoil hat for this. I'm like, but he's it, it, like, it's right there in his own words on video. And Multiple now he's times. the savior. Now he's the savior. There, there, there's my two. All right. Go for it. I just took one of yours, didn't I? I'm not done with that one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take it one step further. All right. The concept that Bill Gates is talking about is eugenics and euthanasia. They are two sides of the same coin. One is they kill you before you're born, and the other one is they decide when you die. And those two concepts are used for population control and have been throughout the centuries. However, it was the United States American left that made it so popular that Hitler paid attention. And Hitler got his ideas from people like Margaret Sanger. That the fact that nobody pays attention to history boggles my mind because all of this has been, is repeating the problem uh, is uh, 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 uh. history doesn't repeat itself. You taught me this. Yes, it rhymes. History doesn't repeat. <laughs> right, right. sure so, as hell. Rhymes. So here's the fucking rhyme. Ready? The names and players may change. The methods stay the same, but they're using technology to make it more efficient. So let's let's take this. Let's make it more efficient thing. Since we're talking about the vaccine, and let's go talk about the Department of Homeland Security <laughs> uh, strategic something defense. All I know is that they it, want it, to aerosol <laughs> fucking New York City to test to test their detection devices and to use it as a possible strategy for quelling riots. So they're going to. Between September of this year, so we're already in it, to May of next year, they're going to spray chemicals and particles over parts of New York City, including in the subway, so that they can track where it goes. Oh, and by the way, the chemical that they're using, not necessarily the safest one. Okay, go ahead. I would like to point out the oh-so-sweet irony that the name of this particular one is <clears throat> the Department of DHS STD. Great, we're getting fucked by our own government. <laughs> but what they're calling it, they're not calling it to quell riots. What did they call it? It was um, hold on, hold urban... On, hold on. Urban... Hold on, I gotta unlock my phone. Uh, apparently, when I was talking about DHS, my phone decided that it wanted to schedule a phone call with the DHS. 
<laughs> yeah, but they'd be wondering what we're talking about. Huh? Hi, can I talk about your urban threat dispersion system? That's UDT. It's the urban threat dispersion system. So they want to sit here and find a way that they can distribute these chemicals in the least amount of way that it will affect. Now, for the particles, they're using DNA. DNA mixed with nanoparticles to detect, to have it get, you know, the let the sensors detect it and all that fun stuff. Oh, goody. Yay. So here's my conspiracy theory. Not only are they going to use it against their people, but... What? Because that's the only thing I can think of is that during a riot, they can go out and they can spray this stuff and it'll knock all the people down, right? They're using, uh, let me find the chemicals. But imagine if they had this technology of dispersing it all over New York City. Yeah, sulfur hexafluoride. Which, imagine, if I remember correctly, creates, was it nasal and throat irritation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound kind of like COVID, right? Oh no, no, sorry, no. That that would be that, that that's a different conspiracy theory. This one is what happens since we know that it can carry DNA particles. Why couldn't it just carry the vaccine and then spray it all over New York City? Now you don't have any unvaccinated people. It's inhaled. Well, we were talking about dispersal methods, and I I swear that. If you've ever been in a, in a big city or you've ever been in any of the big department stores, you know the, the air fresheners that spray automatically, especially like in the bathrooms? Yeah. Where it's like every five minutes, shh, could you imagine doing that, but doing it with a vaccine or doing it with anything else? And no one would know. So how are they going to do this dispersal and no one knows? Oh, wait, wait, wait. <sighs> Who's gonna pay attention? Nobody's gonna it's look New York. at the articles that I did. <laughs> Say they but do it, it in New, New York. York. They do it in New York one time. Okay, fine. Say they want to go find out. Oh, I don't know. What, what's a what's a state that has a, a large place that everybody? Oh yeah, Florida. So Disney has these things called smellanizers or smellatizers or where they pump out smell. And it creates scenes, right? It, it sets the scene. Like if you walk downtown, you smell the turkey legs, you smell popcorn when you pass by. They pump this smell out. Why wouldn't they just pump out this vaccine? Now everybody who goes to Disney or Universal Studios is vaccinated. And what's better is you can use the type that sheds. So when they get home, then they can spread it there. Or they don't have to. Look at, you know, people have been talking about contrails and chemtrails for years. You don't think that was in preparation for something? I don't know. I'm still on the fence about that because I understand how... I want you to look up on YouTube or on the internet. Don't use Google because they won't show it to you. Go find the original use for smoke screens. The chemicals that they mix together, they would fly down this line and it would create a cloud. And they used it during World War II to hide the movements of ships. It, all they have to do is change all they have to do is change the chemical formulation or add something to it. Now you have created clouds that allow you to sit here and inoculate an entire population against their will. And you can just drop the whole vaccination thing entirely. So I bought a gas mask today. <laughs> I was like, and, and suddenly I have this overwhelming <laughs> urge to buy a mask. 
and the best part about it is that you would never know. You would never know. It wouldn't be something that would register because it's something that is so innocuous, so part of our everyday life that, yeah, okay, so maybe it's paranoid. Maybe they wouldn't do it, right? But then again, if you ever actually think that the government's got your best interest at heart, then I have a question. Um, are you a black sheep or a white one? Government seems to always find a more efficient way of either control or murder. Well, you saw the drones. You you remember the drone video I did on TikTok where it, it was a seven and a half minute video that I shrank down into three minutes so it would fit on the TikTok platform. It talked about the drones that could target someone's ideology. Yes, I do. Okay. Now that's, that's, it's fictitious, but on the same so? note. Do you really yeah. think it's fictitious? All right, so here's where I'm going to pick on you a little bit, just a little bit. I'm going to pick on myself, too, because how many times have we done this where, you know, you've got your facial recognition on your phone so you can look at the phone. You've got, you know, check how old you'll look or the reface app, put your face on something else. Or now that's all going into things like deep fake. Like you can't trust what you see anymore. Right. Yeah. Don't tr don't believe your lying eyes. It'll get to the point where society doesn't believe, uh, won't believe their senses. They won't believe their ears. They won't believe their eyes and they'll stop. They'll never know truth again. It's funny, funny little blurb about that though, is, um, do you know that right now, if you were to ask Alexa, you can ask her all sorts of different questions, but if you ask Alexa, are you recording me? It will not answer. That doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me at all either. But I mean, we basically, you know, we went from a, a, a point in history where we're like, oh, I don't want the government spying on me. I don't need spyware to, hello, government spyware. How are you doing? Can you tell me the weather today? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, holy crap. And it's insidious, too. They train your children when they're young. Look at Facebook. If you're, you know, different, different TikTok challenges. I've had to get on my son so many times when they ask if your last name, you know, if you type in your last name and the voice to text or the text to voice can read it, then you're adopted. So people punch in their little kids punch in their last name or show me what city and state you're from. So this Patriot post so we can see how far it goes. What year were you born in? So you can do this music challenge. Well, I now have your name. I now have... Wait. I have your last name. I have your your uh, city and state. I have. It's know, not just kids, though. How many? There's been a bunch of them, and and I actually did one without thinking, and then it dawned on me. I deleted it. I was like, well, it's already out there. Fuck. But uh, drop your ASO. Right, 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 right. right? <laughs> it's like I didn't even think about it. I did it. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I I don't know if you're quite old enough to understand AOL chat rooms. Yeah, that was the number one tag for like everything ASL and everybody will put their age, sex and location. And so, I mean, it's like we've been doing it for decades at this point. You know, my first computer was in 1996, right? Shit, I was five years old. I had already been in college for a year. God, I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> If you feel older than I do, then, okay, 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 Odin. All right, all right. <clears throat> you yes, all can't see this. This but... is me silently flipping you my two ravens, bitch. <laughs> 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 you know, jokes aside, though, 
we have literally gotten to a point like how many people have filled out a profile how many people have filled out a questionnaire find your soulmate find this find that we have literally given all the information anyone would ever need to track us down to steal our identity and it's become so integral to our life that we don't even realize it anymore think about how much information you have to put down for even a tiktok account or the questions they ask you when you make an email address oh uh, get a job hello <laughs> you fill out those job sites they send and if you ever doubt that they're not tracking you with that information look at how your search history changes look at how many uh s how much spam email you get from other companies that all of a sudden get it let's put it this way there's a general rule of thumb when it comes to technology if the technology is free you are the project or the product <laughs> Well, we're screwed. Um, <laughs> hey, I paid for this software to create this podcast. Thank you very much. It's not free. I'm paying for it. So hopefully uh, I'm not the product. About, but we are technically the product. We're trying to sell our dazzling personalities. Okay, my dazzling personality and your grumpy ass. I'm not even going to grace that with the response. Moving on. Because you know it's <laughs> true. <laughs> but no, what we've done in... in it's that insidious nature that we keep discussing on other topics as well. Like that change has happened slowly over time, but it's exploded to a exponential growth now, but people don't care because it's normal. And now if you cut yourself off of it, you're lost. Then people start, yeah, people start asking questions. You're lost. You know, if you sit here, cause people ask me all the time when I do uh, prepping talks, how do you get rid of it? How do you cut loose from the technology that you need to function in everyday life? And it's really hard, especially since they decided that they want to freaking declare war on cash and start that programmable digital currency thing. Ha 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 ha. Welcome to I the I thought we order. were going to. I, I thought we were going to avoid that particular one. No, we can save that order. one. We can save that one for later because eventually we're going to have guests, and I have the bare, the perfect guest for that one. Oh, oh yes. Okay, now I'm starting to get interested. Uh, when are we going to start doing guests? Out of just curiosity. Well, I want to get a couple of episodes in so we can get used to the format. We can banter back and forth, and we don't bore the crap out of our people, or we don't get banned for our potty mouths. And I don't mean cussing. I mean that was the fact that we don't give a shit about talking about COVID-19 or fucking the vaccine, New World Order, Bill Gates, you know, all the trigger words that would have us exiled from YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> You're not saying anything! Because <laughs> I just started, I, I was just thinking about, like, the last few episodes, how many things have we said, and I said, and I was like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. Damn. Doomed. Doomed. <laughs> We're all doomed. Doomed. Ha, 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 ha. No, just kidding. So, but think about it, though. We're, we're at a point where wrong think or wrong speak is enough to cancel you, enough to destroy your credibility, enough to destroy you as a person. It's no longer about what you do. It's no matter – it's no longer about how much you actually – give to society all it takes is one word from 10 years ago and you're screwed you're done it doesn't matter we don't trust you as long as you're on this side of the aisle 
If you're on that side, though, and you're following the narrative, then God bless if anybody ever brings up your reputation or your history. Without telling the story of my master plan, my bedtime story, do you want to encourage people that around the holidays, since they're here, if something's going to go off, it's going to go off around a holiday. When you're with family, when your guard is lowered, when you maybe you've imbibed in something, that they come to your house, that they come in at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning during a holiday, the, either the eve that it's celebrated or the night that it's celebrated, and they come and they take you away. That is what I prepare for. I'm going to tell you what, if they decide to use that same game plan on me... <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't work for you and me, though. We don't sleep. <laughs> and we don't celebrate holidays. No, just kidding. Well, I mean, well, I mean think I, about it. If you, were, if you were a bunch of government thugs, what would you do? I would go around at Halloween so I could escort my little midget friend who's supposed to be a kid in costume, in disguise, and we don't even have to hide. We can just wear our SWAT gear so we walk up to people's houses because... Most people aren't going to have a gun when they're giving out Halloween candy. That would just be creepy, right? Does that make me a bad person? Are you giving out ammunition? <laughs> no, then but yes, I do you have a, a gun. Person. Damn it. You're supposed to give out ammunition to all the little kitties. I mean, no, no. never mind, no, no. No, 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 no. Hold to on a adults. minute. Hold on a you minute. You give the ammunition no, 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 to the no, adults. No, no, no. You give the bladed weapons. Enough. You give the bladed weapons to the children. Look, look, look. I do not love people enough to give up the ammo. Are you kidding me? That shit is like gold right now. You're tear. You're the war god. You're supposed to give them stuff like that. Why do you make me sound like some kind of militant Santa Claus? I don't like this. I know I'm roly-poly and I have a beard, but it's not white. Come on. I'm not, I'm not ammo, you know, the, the, I'm not the ammo Santa, okay? Uh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want people enough for that. Besides, I, I, if they really want ammo, right, right, Let, we're on, we're on conspiracy theories here. They really want ammo. Can someone explain to me why um, the Department of Education needed over 9 million rounds of 9 mil? <laughs> How about the post office? <laughs> why does the post office need 12.6 million rounds of ammunition a year? Why does the Federal Reserve have more land than any other entity in the United oh, that's, States? Oh, that's evil. They're evil. The Department of Education isn't? Fair. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that we should end this episode here. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? Ooh, you know what? I, I think I the know. next episode. What? I think I know. Here's one. And I know some. it, it might be a little feisty or spicy, but I think we should talk about loyalty. Really? We're going to have this conversation? Fine, Why let's not? do it. All right. <laughs> Fuck All it. Right, you want to burn bridges and I got matches and gasoline. Let's go. Hey, just as a quick aside, and just to give you all kind of an idea, um, I am a staunch believer in the ideology that I am not willing to burn a bridge unless I'm willing to burn you on that bridge. Like, I'm not crossing that bridge once it's on fire. I don't make an ultimatum. I won't back up. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> give you a, give so you a until next time, going. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And thank you for joining us on Winter's Call. Don't do anything I wouldn't do at least twice. Ha, uh, do it twice, take pictures, and rub it in his face.
The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.